Hey, 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 thank you for tuning in to Everything Sales. Today, we're going to be talking about the art of prospecting, right? So we're going to go over three things. We're going to explain the importance of prospecting. We're going to make sure that we understand where prospecting fits in the sales cycle. And then we're also going to talk about uh, the four different types of prospects. So sales, right? Sales, it can be a challenging career, correct? And it often comes with limited training. A lot of the times we go into these organizations and they don't have a sales structure or a sales method, sales strategy in place. They're really just throwing you out to the wolves. And if you don't have a knack for sales, if you're not a natural at sales or psychology, then more than likely you're going to get eight, right? So in college, most people, they never study sales, not even just college. In the whole uh, school system period from K through 12, you never study sales. And it's probably one of the most essential things that you can learn, because essentially that's all a company is, right, is sales and marketing. Right. So though many people who are coming from college take a position in sales shortly after graduating, they don't know anything about sales, which is funny. And at a high level selling, it may appear to be about getting someone just to buy a product or service, but just knowing that isn't enough to structure your day, much less advance your sales career, right? The best place to start is by focusing on how to find and develop your potential customers, which is called prospecting. And prospecting is important because it's a part of the sales process because it helps develop the pipeline of the potential customer that's going to be available to you. Now, the art of prospecting is just that it's an art. And quite often, prospecting is one skill that goes ignored or is underdeveloped. However, it's important to lay the proper foundation to prospect because you got to do it effectively, right? So prospecting is not just about finding people who are interested in buying your product or service. It's basically about weeding out the people who are not interested or who don't qualify, right? Because you do want to find them, but you also want to weed out the ones who are not. If you do a mass campaign over 10,000 people and you're telling them about, hey, you know, come get this free advice then a lot of people are just going to be coming for the free advice. A lot of people aren't going to be able to be upsold, right? So you actually want to be able to weed out the people who are not interested or who don't qualify, right? Because a lot of people may not qualify for your program. They may want it, but they don't qualify, right? They may want to get business funded, but they may not be in the position to get business funded because their credit profile is tarnished, right? So out of a group of 100 prospects, you'll find that they typically can be classified into four different buying types, right? And this is something that, you know, people in the industry is what we know. And type one of the four um, different types is the ready, right? It's 20%. So on average, 20% out of the 100 prospects are actually in the market for your product. So they're the ones that know they need it and they want to buy it. These are the people that know that they have to make a decision quickly. And typically, they're going to be stressed about it, right? So hands down, these are your best buyers because these are, these are the people who are going to give you a call. And they're going to say, hey, man, you know, I've been looking to make this decision for the past two years. Like, I'm done, you know, BSing about it. And I'm ready to go ahead and just make this purchase. These are your best buyers. They're the 20% out of the 100, right? And then you got the 30% type two. Now, these people, they're still shopping, but they're not at an action threshold. They're not ready to buy. So out of your 100 potential prospects, these 30, they're motivated, but they're still shopping, right? They know that they want to buy the product or service, right? But it may not be today. It may be three months. It may be six months, but it's not going to be today, right? Maybe. Now, they're in the power because at that point, you have to follow up with them to see at what stage of the buying process are they in or if you can go ahead and close that deal. So essentially, they have the power because you have to continue to follow up with them to go ahead and close that deal out, right? Then you got type three. 
Now, type three, they're basically the tire kickers, or you can label them as curious, right? Because they're thinking about buying the product. It's not that they don't want to, they're thinking about buying the product or service, but they're a little bit apathetic about it, right? They could buy today, they could buy tomorrow, they basically don't care. They're not very good buyers because they're really, they really don't know, really. And unless you can explain to them how it can meet their actual need, their core need, then they're just going to continue to think about it until, you know, they come across something that's going to let them know, hey, now it's time for me to go ahead and make this purchase. And we call them curious or we call them tire kickers. That's the 30 percent, the other 30 percent. Right. And then we got the lastly, the the type four, the 20 percent. Right. These are the 20 people that were dragged. Basically, they will never buy for you. Their credit may not be bad. Right. If you're in the credit repair business, but they have no need to buy your product. Right. Alternatively, their credit may be bad, but they just don't care. This is the lowest group within your pool of 100 prospects. And these people, you need to weed them out. Understand that. So understand this out of a group of 100 people. 50% are potential buyers and 50% are a waste of your time, right? You want to qualify them out quickly. And then, and if you don't, then you're going to be wasting a lot of time on the phone. So instead of, you know, getting somebody off the phone in 30 seconds, you would have been on the phone with them for 45 minutes. And if you're on the phone with somebody for 45 minutes, you're probably only making 12 calls a day, right? When you should be making at least 100 calls or when your sales force should be making 100 calls per person, right? They're only going to be making about 12 calls. So, you know, to meet that quarter that you got of, you know, $40,000 a month, for each salesperson, it's probably not going to happen because they're not qualifying the people quickly enough. So understand that 50% of potential buyers and 50% are a waste of your time and you want to qualify them out quickly and only make presentations to people who have a shot at buying, right? So don't try to twist somebody's arm into buying when they shouldn't buy. Now, it's a quote out there and I'm going to leave you with this. It's a quote. Uh, it's by Mark Twain, actually. Everything has its limits. Iron ore cannot be educated into gold. I say that one more time. Everything has its limit. Iron ore cannot be educated into gold. What does that mean? Perfect. That's basically saying, I'm going to give you a scenario. So if you're out on Pluto, right, and you have a spaceship and you need to get back to Earth, right? Earth's in this crazy position and you're the only person who can save it, right? The only way that the rocket ship will propel and take you to Earth is if you find gold. And Pluto is filled with gold, it's filled with iron ore, right? But you got to find it. So you start scouring Pluto looking for this gold, but all you keep finding is iron ore. Are you going to pick up the, uh, the iron ore and let it hold you down? Or are you just going to not pick it up and look for the gold? You're going to not pick it up and you're going to look for the gold if you're trying to get back to Earth, right? So understand that even if you just keep on finding iron ore, you can't do anything with it because you can't turn it into gold. So you have to look for the gold. And once you find the gold, you'll appreciate it. So understand that that was the art of prospecting. In the next episode, we're going to get into the art of sifting. Now, there are going to be two things that you need to do consistently in order to successfully qualify your prospects. We talked about the art of prospecting. Now we're going to talk about how to qualify them in the next episode. So I definitely appreciate you for listening in. Um, leave a comment. Let me know what you thought. Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn at Corey Freeman and signing out.